You're listening to English Weather, a podcast about emotional and mental health. So first question, Sierra. Does it bother you when you see your, your name spelled with a C instead of an S? Yes. Because like, I saw that recently. Somebody spelled their name as a C. It just doesn't look right. You know, um, to each their own, but my name is spelled with an S, just like this year in Nevada's. Yes. That's so my, yours I mean, is more historically accurate. Yeah, I like to think so. <laughs> you would think my name would be pretty easy to spell, but there's a like, I get it misspelled all the time, especially if I go to a place where they have to write my name, like in Starbucks or... Are you serious? Yeah, it's... it's I would think R-I-C-H-I-E is pretty easy and common. Yeah, but is your is, is that your... That is my real name. It is your real name. It's yeah, not short for name. anything. No, I'm glad because if I was Richard, I would kill myself. <laughs> I hate that name. There's just something about that name I don't like. I, I know a few Richards. I, I tend to like that name. It's yeah, just not you though. But I would go to places and it would spell R-I-C-H-Y. R-I-C-H-E-Y. That was the worst one I've seen. Raichi. <laughs> Like that's, that's how I would say it. Right, but the uh, the most common is R I T C H I E, mm. Rit Chi, which I can see because there was Richie Valens and that's the way he spelled it. But anyways, getting off topic here, I guess I'll tell a little bit about myself for first time listeners and the people that don't know me. Where did it all begin? I was born in Hawaii, Kauai, Hawaii. I left the islands when I was three years old to come to California because my dad he was an alcoholic, and he had to have liver surgery. And at the time, they didn't have the procedures or we weren't able to do it in Hawaii. So he had to get his procedure done, UCLA Medical Hospital. So we ended up in California. My mom already had family here. So we ended up just staying here. And yeah, I've been in California ever since. And yeah, Sierra, where were you born? Um, okay. Uh, I was born in Anaheim, California. Lived in Orange County the first couple of years of my life. When my dad graduated from dental school and became a, an actual dentist, we moved to Bakersfield, California, where I currently reside. And uh, Bakersfield is hell. <laughs> I'll just Why say, is it hell? Oh, you know, Bakersfield is known for being like a meth capital, a major, major meth capital in California. We have the highest rate of DUIs, uh, teenage pregnancies. Is it just because you guys are just chlamydia. so far from everything? That's like, there's nothing better to do? You know, I think that's what it comes down to is that, I mean, it's just, you know, and a lot of the people I know, um, there's just so, there's just nothing to do here. Yeah, I think that's what it crumbles down to is... The lack of uh, anything good to do. We're close enough, you know, to Los Angeles and, um, you know, good camping grounds like Sequoia, Yosemite. Amazing ice cream, which, by the way, you just took me to. It's yeah. the best Sunday I've ever had. <laughs> ice cream Sunday. It was what, Dewar's? Dewar's in Bakersfield, California. Wow. See, I would come back just for that. But other than that, it's too <laughs> far of a drive. It's too far of a drive for just good ice cream. It's true. You can't ship that yeah. shit. It'll melt. No, it would melt. <laughs> yeah, but, but Bakersfield, you know, it's, you know, in central California where we have a ton of agriculture. But other than that, there's not a lot for, you know, young people to do growing up. And the only thing I really knew 
of Bakersfield is that corn, the band corn is from here. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, I guess that speaks for itself, I guess. I don't know. The ice cream's great. I already love it. <laughs> so I got no come, complaints. Come to Bakersfield for the ice cream. And so this is a good segue to what we want to talk about is our childhood. Yeah. My childhood started out as I was a fat kid. So go ahead with that. So that already oh. brought a lot of um, insecurity. I was bullied a lot. I was just me and maybe one other person that was the only Asian kid at the school. It was all Mexican. So that, and on top of that, was more bullying just because I was Asian and fat. But anyways, I was also a latchkey kid. I don't know if it's a term that anybody knows now, nowadays. I've, I've never heard of it. So uh, the term latchkey kid came from, it's usually the kids when they got off of school, they would just walk home and they have a key laying somewhere like hidden uh-huh. by like under a rock or above the, the door sill. Uh-huh. Where like they would live. Usually back in the day, kids would just, I would just always walk home or bike to school or bike home. So I was a latchkey kid and it was, it was kind of tough in the beginning from what I remember. I was an only child up until I was about seven. And from what I remember, my parents were struggling financially when we first got out to California. So we lived in this one bedroom place, but it was a one bedroom for my mom and my dad and a bathroom. And I, I just slept in the, the living room. So I think from all the way up to, I was a toddler until I think I was about 12, I always slept in the living room on a couch. I didn't have my first bed, I think, until I was like 13. So your childhood, as a child, what did, was it different for you as a child? Like, would you remember being a happier kid or just like didn't have any? You know, um, my childhood is something that's really odd to reflect on, I guess. Um yeah, I mean, I I was a happy kid. I I grew up, um, you know, I had an older brother that's a year older than me and a younger brother that's one and a half years younger than me. And we were very close. I grew up as kind of like a tomboy. Um, but it was just us three. And I went to preschool and kindergarten. And, um, you know, I made friends easily. But I, I always knew I, and I hate to sound like vain, but I always felt smarter than ever. I knew I was smarter than a lot of people around me. And I was, um, I had this sense of awareness, I guess, not just like, you know, intelligence as far as book smarts go, but I had like a, a I've always just been more aware of, um, everything going on in the world. I always paid attention to things and, um, interactions between kids and, um, things like that. Um, Did you feel like even at a young age you felt pretty, like deeply about stuff? Yes, um, I. My, Whether it be happy or sad or like, yeah, all my emotions. I've, I, you know, I don't know if it started from like when I was like a little little child. Um, I remember having tantrums when I was like two, three years old, and. You know, I I could feel very happily happily. Um, things that made me happy made me extraordinarily happy. But um, when I was upset about things, I've always had uncontrolled emotions. Now, when you have those uncontrolled emotions as a kid, were you allowed to express them? I mean, <laughs> allowed. Uh, I would express them. Mm-hmm. Um, so if something upset me, and it could be the smallest thing. You know, um, I didn't like the lemon chicken my mom made, and I would cry about it. Mm. I would scream so and you were cry. A brat. I was, I mean, yes, I wasn't a picky eater, but it was like if something upset me in the slightest way or what didn't live up to certain expectations, I would 
lose my fucking mind. Now, like, were your brothers, were they like this at all too? Or is it just you? Um, I mean, my brothers were picky eaters. No, I meant just like like reaction and being no, emotional. No, no. And did that make you feel more isolated or just make you feel like, why I, am I the only one that feels this way? Yeah. I mean, I I always kind of wondered why I, I was the one that obviously felt so deeply and mm-hmm. um, just the uncontrolled emotions part. Especially was, if you said you recognize that at such a young age, that's like, that's a lot to, you can't, you can't really comprehend or it's, yeah, you can't yeah. compute that at the, as a kid. You're just like, why is this, why do I feel this way? It's odd to reflect on it. Yeah. Because now I'm recognizing these same patterns as an adult, like, like where something- You would lash out or- Yeah. Like something that is so trivial absolutely ruins my entire day. But even as a child, like, you know, I can't think of any specific examples right now, but I remember throwing tantrums and my mom would lock, like, shut me in the room and I would be banging on things and I would be um, so upset. I'd be physically hitting myself as a child. Like, you know. When you say hitting yourself, where would you hit yourself? I would just, like, fist to my face. Like, really? Yeah. Just, you know, it, it, and it, you know, reflecting on it now, it's kind of absurd to think about. And it must have been really terrifying for my parents <laughs> to um, witness you, that. Sure. Do you think they just saw it as that you were just throwing a tantrum? Yes. Okay. Because I was about to ask, how did, well, let's ask, how did your mom handle your tantrums? Um, I mean, my parents never beat me or like, you know, physically abused me, which is very, I'm very thankful and lucky. Um, but, well, just your mom, how would she handle it? She, I mean, it was scary, you know? It's scary to see this little two, three-year-old child. Oh, we're going that young. I was yeah, picturing like no, a seven-year-old. No, I was, this has been happening since I was a, okay. a, a very young. And she'd probably confirm all of this too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, how my parents dealt with, my parents were young when they, I mean, young-ish. Oh. My mom was, I think, 23 when I was born. And that's so pretty um, young. That's I think, pretty young. I think I mean, my mom was the same too for me. I mean, I'm 26 now, so yeah. she was younger than I am. And I can't imagine dealing with that. But um, my dad was five years older than her, so he was 28. But How did your, sorry to interrupt, how did your dad handle your, your tantrums from what you remember? My dad was working a lot. So my mom was a stay-at-home mom. My dad was a dentist and, you know, providing for a family. a busy job. Yeah, providing for uh, three kids at the time. And then, uh, you know, my dad was much more of like, he'd yell at us and, you know, you're, you know, you're going, I'm going to put you in the garage and you have to sit (laughs) out there for 30 minutes type of person. And I hated being in the garage because I'm afraid of the dark. And he would turn off the light. Yes. Oh, okay. Do you sleep with nightlights? I sleep with my lights on, yeah. Really? Like this bright? Well, this this light, okay. my mirror light on always. Well, new studies have shown that you should have be completely dark to get the best deep sleep well, from what they say. Well, studies. <laughs> I'm just trying to make it through the night. All right, all right. Um, my mother would just react. I mean, she would put me in timeout in my room, but that was like the worst thing ever <laughs> to me at mm-hmm. the time. And um, For me... Uh-huh. It was quite the opposite. My dad would um, pull out the belt, as they yeah. call it. I would get spanked so much as a kid. Really? I, I to my, in, you know, like to my dad and mom's defense, I was I was a little hellraiser. How like so? I was, well, I was really passionate too, and I 
not maybe not to your extent, but I would. I was a brat, and if I didn't get what I wanted, I would just throw a tantrum too. Mm-hmm. I would say a few of the times it was it was definitely deserving when I got spanked, but a lot of the times I don't feel it was. Mm-hmm. And you know, I can say like, no, the spanking hasn't done anything to me because I'm not a violent person. But who knows? You know, maybe the physicalness. I mean, it scared the shit out of me yeah. every time. Fuck. Like you pull out, it's this big leather belt. And you knew what was going to happen. Oh, fuck. Just thinking about it now. So, yes, it's, it's had a great effect on me. Because now just thinking about it, it's like, ooh, I can still feel that moment in that tense. Yeah. Maybe, I will say, maybe it can contributed to some. I don't really have anxiety, but then I think some things can trigger anxiety in me. Yeah. And I think with that, definitely. Uh, so he would, yeah, he would kind of beat down. Um, which now and nowadays, they think, look at that, like, no, I can't, that's child abuse or whatnot. But back then, I feel it wasn't as, it was common, kind of commonplace. Yeah. Back then. I mean, you know, the line is so. <sighs> that's the physical part because then we, we can go into like the emotional part too. Yeah. Like, that's the one that sticks with you forever. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I remember, um, you know, my dad never like he we he had the belt. I feel like he used it more as a tool. He used it, it a couple times on my brother. I was gonna say yeah on the guys. Right? Yeah, um, my little brother was a brat, but um, you know, it was it's that fear that they instilled. I guess like sure, you know. Um, but my dad went through with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. For me, it was scary enough to know that I was gonna be put in timeout or that. I'd, Wow, really? Yeah. That did nothing for me. I guess that's probably why he had to get to that yeah. point. But the thing I can be I can be like a conniving little shit. Yeah. I knew me as a kid. I was I was hard to deal with. Kids so. are hard to deal with. But even because still we're with we're me. so smart and like, you know, we think that we're smarter than our parents even at that age. But. Oh yeah, we definitely did. Yeah. Uh the biggest threat I remember, which always set me straight, is when I got older, I think probably like 10, 11. Because oh. when I would get out of line, my dad would threaten to send me to the Philippines. <laughs> now that I think about it, it's so funny. Uh, it's just, you know, it was like the when nothing else worked, my dad was Are like, you, you know what? I forgot what I did, but it came to a point, it's like, that's it. Pack it up. You're going tomorrow. And I was screaming like, no, I don't want to go to the Philippines. Like, it's so funny because I've never been to the Philippines and I should be. And for your listeners, I'm Filipino, um, a quarter Chinese, but... Um, Maybe that's why I've never been because it's been the stigma of it. It's just it's a horrible place, and it's going to be a punishment for you. To yes, go there, and because yeah. like it, it wasn't just going to go there for a summer. He, I was going to live there. I was going to move to was the he Philippines. Serious ever? No. Oh, okay. And that now, now knowing, not, absolutely not. Yeah. But just that was enough to set me straight. Definitely. Um, was there? So speaking of that, was there anything with you that your like your parents held over you, like that would just scare the shit out of you, like if you. We're going to do this. No. Um, my parents, I mean, it was usually just like, I mean, usually the garage thing was pretty scary. Like, oh, wow. Oh, just getting a timeout was already just enough for you? Yeah. I well, like, also oh. just like, you know, you'd be like, we're going to put you in the room with the lights off and that Oh, right. That's me. right. Yeah. The lights. Um, And I think, you know. This is, uh, you know, not necessarily, it's kind of a little bit of a, just like a side note and just a weird fun fact, I guess. Not so fun. Um, But like I, even until I was 
16, 17, 18, I still couldn't, I mean, I, yeah, I'm 26 now. I still need a light in the room, but I would sneak into my siblings' rooms up until I was an adult because I, I'm afraid of the dark and I have nightmares. I'm just like. Did you have cousins or anybody that um, would make, that instilled that fear into you? I only say that because I remember I had cousins that anytime there was a horror movie, they would just purposely try and scare me and just try and same thing lock me in a closet get scared of the dark do you remember anything that made that phobia of you being scared of the dark well yeah i mean from the time i was yeah again like two three like um i've watched horror movies since as long as i can remember so my mom um had me watch candy man <laughs> when i was like three or two or three or four i don't know all of that time is all blurred but as a child, um, I watched horror movies and grew up with that. And I would think that they were, I knew they were fake because my mom would tell me they were fake. But I thought they were, that was in it, the it, realm of possibility. Terrifying. Yeah. Still fucking terrifying. Like I remember Child's Play. Yes. Nightmare Chucky. on Elm Street and yep. all those just terrify me. There was even a show in the 90s and this might date me, but I, it's um, it was called Unsolved Mysteries. Oh yeah, and just the the theme song on that just still like when that show would come on, I would fucking run out of the room. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's I think that's another like kind of unsettling thought is that like yeah they're fake and they're you know but it's the Unsolved Mysteries especially those are not fake, and the world is really that scary. So touching upon your childhood, like. What do you remember for yourself? I know this is a general question that was like, did, what was like the most difficult part of your childhood that you can remember? Whether it be school, whether it be trying to please your parents, whether it's just trying to make uh, like keep or make friends. You know, honestly, my, my childhood was really easy. Like I miss my childhood. Um, the most, I mean, so... Something that really sticks out about my childhood that reflects upon like I who I am now um, quite heavily. I was um, in third grade when I started thinking I was fat. In third grade? In third grade. I was eight years old in the classroom. I remember my teacher and I remember sitting in the class and I just remember thinking like I looked down at you know, at those desks that we had with the chair attached. Mm -hmm, yeah. And um, the one arm. Yep, with the one arm. On the right and side. I was like, I'm, I'm fat looking down at my thighs. And that moment has never left me. <laughs> Oh, man, that's, that's such a young age to think that. Yeah, it's, Do you, it's, kinda, it's really depressing to think about. I feel like someone made a comment. I don't know how I could be wrong because I'm not you, but... I don't know how one can just think that. No. A I basis mean, of comparison, someone saying like, oh, your legs look big or anything like that. No, I mean, I wasn't fat. So nobody yeah, was saying yeah. that. It was all, it's it's my distorted body image. It's just how it came to rise, I guess. So it started at a very young age. Yeah. So then, yeah, that, it feels, since it's not environmental or anything that socially caused that, that it's really deep rooted in yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like the really scary part is that it wasn't an environmental thing. People always told me I was beautiful and cute. And, you know, as a little kid, people say that kind of stuff. So I really had this good foundation for like, you know, to love myself, to, to have a good self-esteem 
but it was all like um an internal like this is how my brain and like mind processed what I was looking at at the mirror in the mirror you know that's really wow I've never heard it from that perspective because um from my for myself what I all my insecurities and everything that I see it's all because of environment and your, like your you family and- yeah family a lot of it family friends and um you're fortunate enough it's that's crazy how like you did have a very supportive and loving family but then still for some reason your brain's thinking this yeah and whereas i feel like my insecurities are brought on by my environment i just haven't seen it from that perspective it's like i think that's why mental illnesses affect so many people and i mean it's not just a b or c it's like it can be a combination it can be this huge list you know i mean we don't know we don't have those answers and that's why it's worth exploring i think so for me when it comes to my childhood i think the first thing that starts sticks in my head when i think about what was hard and difficult was definitely my weight the thing is i knew i was fat <laughs> uh but back then it's just my my parents just fed me everything and the worst part is i'd always my my dad would always like oh you're so fat and he would just tease me all the time. Your father, your yeah. father would tease you. Yeah, my dad would make me feel the worst about my weight than anybody in the world, and and they were the ones responsible for making me fat. They have control. They're the ones buying me the food. But yeah. I remember drinking. My mom says to this day, she says I ate more as a kid than I do now. And I remember drinking maybe a six pack of Coke or Pepsi a day, and I was probably like eight or nine years old. But that was normal to me. And then my mama even said, she remembers when I was younger, like five or seven, I wasn't eating kids. When I went to McDonald's, I wasn't eating a Happy Meal. I was eating the full adult meal. Yeah. I th- it's just my weight. And so that stuck with me my whole life. And I was lucky enough to lose that. I, I lost that right before high school because I started playing ice hockey and I played football at the same time. So there was a the summer where I had a growth spurt and I lost, like did that. And I lost about 30 pounds and I, I, I kept it off and I, I it. Just because I hated the way I felt when I was fat, got teased about it, that I knew I would never want to gain it back. So that's why, till this day, I'm just very diligent, um, diligent about like what I eat or when I exercise. Because I've been there and I don't ever want to be there again. That's crazy. And like, I don't know, this is just a thought, but you know, as a kid, you really don't have control over it because you know you're not the one buying groceries. You're not the one deciding what to make for dinner. I no. mean, some children are, which is crazy and awesome, but I mean... And health foods back then weren't, or like, uh, they weren't on the radar. They're yeah. just like, hey, this is what kids eat. And that's what, fucking so much sugar, like cereal with a bunch of sugar. Yeah. Coke, that's fine. That's what kids drink. Yeah. Well, Fuck. was your family, um, like, fine, like, what were you, what, what was your family's, like, financial situation when you were growing up? Oh, like, like I mentioned earlier, it was, it was... It was hard in the beginning because my mom was going through nursing school. Mm-hmm. So then that's when we lived in that really tiny house where I slept on the couch mm-hmm. the whole time. But once my mom became a uh, became a nurse, then we moved out of El Monte, which I, and then we moved into a city called Chino Hills, which is a mu- much nicer suburb- suburban area. And then within that, once my mom became a nurse and a lot of income started coming in, that's when a lot of the food started coming in too. Mm-hmm. So food was like in an abundance and like, oh, this is nothing now. We can buy yeah. as much food. But yeah, I think the worst part is just like you're the ones 
making me like this and now you're going to make me f- feel bad about it and my dad would always say like oh well a girl will never like you if you're you're fat you're never going to get a girl you just look ugly right now like those exact words your father would say that to you yes <laughs> my I'm father sorry. was sorry really, that's like so brutal my father was very very brutal and at the time when you're a kid you don't know that this isn't what it's supposed to be well, yeah, you don't know any different. Yeah, that's just so all you know. My view of the world was just through the lens of my what my dad was giving me, and it took a very long time of self discovery and just hanging out with a lot of people, and just to realize like, oh, that's not how the world looks at stuff like that. The wor- way the world works, and then you come to realize when you become adult how like your parents and then my dad was just very insecure, and just took it out of myself to his defense. He was adopted, and when he was raised in the Philippines, he had like five sisters that raised him. So he never had a father figure. What? He never, yeah, he never had a father figure. He was adopted. So I don't think he, he didn't have that foundation. So he didn't know what he was telling me was wrong. Yeah. It's just, he was just so insecure. And then I was just as just this big reflection of him. And what I'm reflecting to him at that time was just a big, huge disappointment. Thanks for listening to English Weather. Stay tuned for the next episode.